it bets off. From the Jeff Rose Barbecue Studios, where every Tuesday buy 10 wings, get 10 wings free. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Keith Murphy. This is a big, hairy American winning machine. And he fails. I got a guy on the other line about some white walls. I'll talk to you later. It's the Murph and Andy Show. Shoots a three and got it. Powered by A.D. British Young, Cinderella. On 1460. KXNO. And now 106.3 FM. We're glad to be with you on the Murph and Andy Show. Uh, appreciate these two hours each day. And thank you for listening, however you're listening, across uh, all the iHeart options. Alongside Andy Fails. I'm Keith Murphy, powered up, produced by Andrew Downs. We call him AD. And uh, we've made it to Tuesday, post-Cyhawk week, post-RVTV week. The uh, press conferences are today. The players go out and meet with their reporters. And um, Kirk Ferentz and Matt Campbell both have press conferences. And uh, Andy, had, uh, we mentioned this yesterday. I just I do think it's a really interesting day for and decision for Kirk Ferentz whatever he chooses to say today it, there are a lot of people that want to hear it I mean I it looks like he's just going to say weeks you know we're moving forward with Spencer Petrus but um, their interest is really high you know I was thinking to myself on the way over here um, I wish that I, I, I wish that this was a real clean game that we had seen on on Saturday. You know, there was two teams playing really well against each other. They both put really good games on the field, just at their best. At their best, that it was dry, and that just one beat the other. Mm-hmm. I was wondering what different state of mind that would have put us at because it's, it takes some of the fun away to have a fan base really upset at its team. At it its takes coach. away from Iowa State, too. I mean, it, it does. Yeah, yeah it Iowa does. State fans are tired of all the talk about how bad Iowa's offense is. Yeah, and, you know, I think Iowa State fans, at this point, they, they just wanted to win. You understand that. I mean, it had been a long time. They, they would have taken a win in, in any form that you would have given it to them. But I, I think now that they've got some distance, they probably would have liked to seen, you know, more touchdowns had more to hang their hat on there, where they could, you know, just more memories of the game. I mean, as you has as you have it now, you have you've got a really great drive, maybe a couple other highlights here and there, but they're not a whole lot to really, you know, kind of cherish about this game. I mean, I went back and watched it a second time, and mm-hmm. just thought to myself, man, you know, you really just you watched a lot of football for a little bit of for just a few football highlights. Yeah, six turnovers in the game. I think the opportunity uh, for Kirk Ferentz today is there's this is as restless as I've ever seen yeah. the fan base about uh, football criticism. And it, it, it uh, even those who, for like Chris Hassel, who has all the respect for Kirk Ferentz, talks about him having a statue mm-hmm. someday at Kinnick Stadium who appreciates everything he's done and all the winning and calls him a legend. Still, it's like, what? is going on with this it just doesn't make sense and the opportunity this week is it, it really is an interesting one because incarnate word has a terrible defense just gave up 55 points i'm sorry uh, nevada has a terrible defense just gave up 55 points and 600 yards to incarnate word so the quarterback for iowa should look great saturday so if you go with spencer petrus he looks great 
fans are just going to remember these first two games, and it's not going to mean that much to them. But if you put in Alex Padilla, or in a crazy scenario, Joey Labus, and they go out there and they tear it up, many of those fans will say, see, we could be 3-0 and right now if they had just mm-hmm. made this switch earlier. So it's a, it's a unique situation, but let's get to the one at one, and we'll update where it stands now. The one at one. One point one. With Murph and Andy. Powered by Kaberski Brothers Lawn Care. This is from WHO 13's John Sears, who is uh, over in Iowa City and uh, uh, just spoke, along with other reporters, to uh, senior quarterback Spencer Petras. Have they told you that you're the starter this week? Uh, I have no idea. Yeah, I, yeah, I assume so. Um, it's business as usual in our building um, in regards to everything. We're business as usual. Uh, and, and looking forward to, to beating Nevada. And uh, that's what you would expect to hear Spencer Peters unless he had been told he's not starting, which clearly at this point he hasn't. Should also know, Andy, this doesn't mean they don't make a change before Saturday. It could just be we're going to go mm-hmm. with business as usual and then there's a, a change. Don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's early in the week. There's a bunch of practices. They, they may want to try a few things in practice. We, we just don't know enough about about that situation you know i mean we don't we don't know what kirk ferentz thinks about his backups we, we don't know that we know that he's thought highly enough of them to keep them as his backups but i feel like that's about it if you were ever going to go to a backup you would have long since done it but i mean if you're going to one in any logical fashion at, at this point i i don't i don't even know i don't understand it and i know i'm not alone um but uh, we'll listen to hear what Kirk Ferentz has to say today and uh, also Matt Campbell speaking to reporters today. So it is football media day. Now, kind of a, a buzz topic. If you're on social media, you've probably seen or heard this. I've had it. I've had this some version of this sent to me about 50 times in the past 18 hours. Someone is tricking coaches into doing cameos about seemingly about embattled Iowa offensive coordinator Brian Ferentz. I, we don't know for sure, but it sure as heck seems that that's what's going on. And if you don't know what a cameo is, it's a video of someone famous that you buy and have that person send a message via a phone video for, what, 15 seconds mm-hmm. to a minute? You yeah, kind they of, make a greeting to that person, a personalized greeting. You pay for it. Yeah. You provide a script, and that... Celebrity kind of follows the script. It can be, uh, it's anywhere from, uh, you know, a couple thousand dollars for a really f- famous person to someone who might have been famous in the 90s and is no longer f- that famous, uh, might be doing them for $25 a piece. And college athletes now do mm-hmm. cameos. We remember when, like, Brees Hall was one of the first person we noticed that signed up to do but cameos. Sometimes people do them for free, like we did during RVTV. Yeah. I did yeah. one on Friday. Yeah, sometimes... uh, We didn't get anything. Yeah, it didn't make a dollar. (laughs) Uh, Bob Stoops, I looked up, the the former Hawkeye player, Hawkeye assistant, Oklahoma coach, and uh, what is he like now, an XFL coach or USFL coach or (laughs) something? Is that still a league? I don't don't know. He was coaching another... I think Was he the AAF? Was he in the AAF? I think so, but I think think he's now... XFL? I think he's now coach of XFL. Whatever. Yeah, uh, the Bob- Dallas Renegades. And of that's the, XFL? Of the it XFL. 
Okay. Resigned for know. 2023. There you go. Okay, so he's in the XFL, but uh, here is Bob Stoops on Cameo. Hello there, Brian. Bob Stoops here saying hi. And uh, listen, I know you've had a tough couple of uh, two, three years there, but the good news is your family still supports you, buddy, especially your dad. He wants you to know that. But uh, and even though everyone else seems to be against you, sometimes the best advice is to break free from the family business, man. Go do what you got to do. So uh, anyhow, all the best to you and a big boomer sooner and good luck. Wow. Well, so you sent that to me last night. I played it uh, in the bathroom as the shower was warming up. You quarter, always find time. Quarter to two this morning. That's and I thought, multitasking. I thought, well, that is quite a coincidence. But I believed it. I thought it was just some other guy named Brian who was moving to New England. And That's, then I saw more. There's quite a bit of detail in that. Well, I, I thought it was a huge coincidence. Like, we don't know for but sure. But I, I thought maybe it was a few years old. I, you, I had no idea. You don't know. People are combing the internet all the time. And then another cameo appeared, this one from Iowa basketball coach Fran McCaffrey. Hey, Brian. Fran McCaffrey here. I wanted to reach out and let you know that all of us in the Hawkeye family are thinking about you. Your family loves you, your dad loves you, the Hawkeyes love you. Maybe think about making a move back to New England. But wherever you go, wherever you are, the Hawkeye family will always be with you. Go Hawks. All right, so Bob Stoops gets about $250 a cameo. Fran McCaffrey, 50 or 60 um, and if you're like me, you're wondering why, why do these wealthy guys bother? Um, well, according to Patrick McCaffrey, who plays on the Iowa basketball team, his dad, Fran, donates all the money to cancer research and uh, the fight against cancer. And Patrick had cancer. Uh, so, so there's that. I mean, you immediately go, well, okay, geez. Got that, him $50 that, closer to a cure for cancer. Yeah, yeah. 50 or 60 bucks, whatever it is. Um but this is how this is how bad it's gotten for the the Iowa offense. It, it is, it's not an exaggeration to say like it it has become a football punchline across America. I mean it it, it has not just in Iowa, but um, it's 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 gotten this bad, and it leads us to a quickie poll on these cameos presented by WCI Pools and Spas. Tricking a celebrity into doing a trolling cameo video is more clever or because it it's both right it is it is clever i mean the detail with which bob stoops is speaking and and not realizing who it might be aimed at that that is clever i i think of the two it's more douchey i mean i mean you are misleading somebody yeah um, i I guess you are i don't know that you're misleading them but you're you're misrepresenting I don't know. You're just telling them to say, give a greeting to a guy named Brian. And here's the, here's the, I mean, they're just doing what they're told for the money. Yes. Then you're using it. You're using them in a way that they would almost certainly not be okay with. Yeah. Like, I mean, if, if Fran McCaffrey or Bob Stoops had picked up on this, mm -hmm. they, they don't do it. I mean, if they had realized like what was behind and they're, they may be doing one after another and not even really, thinking about the script that much just you know trying to do a friendly job of delivering this message which often thrills somebody so more clever or more douchey because there is some cleverness here that, yeah I especially mean, the bob stoops one there's a lot of detail in that it could get a lot worse they could do a lot worse than this this is closer to the line but 
I, I don't know. I mean, it's probably a little more douchey than clever. Close. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it's a little more douchey. Just, yeah, the, the misleading part. It's certainly clever. And this was it, when it came out last night, and it came out from Andy Staples. I think it was a, it was a national thing before it was a, a local thing. Oh, I didn't realize that. I saw. That. Okay. Um, and, and, you know, that that's at least the first place I saw it. Um, and I, I will tell you right away, I, like, screen recorded on my phone because I was like, oh, these things are going to be taken down. And they haven't been. I guess technically the people paid for them. They at are. least, at least yeah. what, I've, what I've seen, they haven't been. Um, but... It, it's certainly clever. I mean, whatever enterprising Hawkeye fan decided to, to waste a few hundred dollars for this joke, I mean, good on you. It, it's it's a funny joke. We all get it. And it's at a point where I don't know a single Hawkeye fan who isn't upset about this, who isn't you know questioning what's going on over there, the decision making. And so if you're going to have a time where you go after the, you know, the Iowa program and have the fans on your side, this is the time. I think it's it's a little more douchey. I would be upset if I was on cameo and this was done to me, and that, that's kind of how I think about I, I, it. I'd be a little embarrassed yeah, by it, right. you know. I I yeah. would. I mean, uh, there's a little of that. Well, you know, you pay for it, then it's your decision what you want to do with it. You know, you want to buy the bag of potatoes to make some French fries, or do you want to put them in people's tailpipes? <laughs> you know, well, that's probably a little more destructive. But I, I mean, not not potentially though. I mean, you could really you could take this further you know in a douchey direction without a doubt feel like this is a about as benign as it can be and still be douchey how about that does that make sense i mean you could be you could make it a lot worse yeah there's false pretenses here that we don't know what the backstory is to make it sound like this but listening to Bob Stoops, and a lesser extent because Fran McCaffrey's is, is shorter and and less detailed and that's probably by strategy it's it's more likely yeah. maybe that uh, Fran picks up on on this but it it sounds like you can you can guess that the backstory is something about facing a lot of criticism yeah. at work feeling you know not feeling love need need a change in life and it seems like maybe it was it was positioned that it like came from Brian's dad because it was hey your dad really you know they 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 really put a lot of stink on the dad part of it yeah, maybe they spell it with a Y instead of an I. Also, it just shows you, like, not everybody is in the same bubble that we are. Like, this is all we're talking about and, and yeah. all we're thinking about. And I think any Iowa fan would get this script and say, oh, wait a minute, this is what it's talking right. about. But Fran McCaffrey's not thinking about Brian Ferentz's job security or, or Iowa's offense very often. He's got a basketball season coming up. Bob Stoops has other things going on. They're just, like you said, especially Bob Stoops, I wouldn't be surprised if he just kind of sits down once a week, knocks out 10 of these things, and is done with it. Yeah, Oklahoma fans, this is $250 that probably gets spent over and over and over again for a legend like Bob Stoops. Now, Sean's Flow, which is a good Twitter handle uh, on Twitter, uh, Royal Mile Inbox, love it in all caps, clever AF. So they're they're. There are people who thinks it, uh, think it's clever. But we'll move on after that. We talked about the Ferentz press conference. Um, has, has he taken the, the podium yet? No, nah, it's about 145 that, okay. that things usually get started. They'll have some informational stuff. He'll give an opening statement. Um, I don't know if he'll say anything in the opening statement or if he'll wait for the first question. The first question will certainly be, but you know, 
Chad Lysico and, and others are saying, and obviously Spencer Petras believes that uh, Spencer Petras is the starting quarterback this Saturday at Nevada or against Nevada. Until he's not, yes. I mean, there could be a change later in the week. Of course, uh, some people say you know you don't want to tip uh, the defense or I thought, what you're doing. I, I thought there was a well, it's Nevada. It's, I know. I thought I know. there was a chance that they put out the they they didn't want to make this change on the depth chart as just a press release depth chart that that if Ferentz is going to make this change and really effectively end Spencer Petras's Hawkeye career because when this move is made, if it's ever made. It's going to be really hard to go back to him unless there's an injury. I thought maybe there was a chance that, hey, we don't want to do that on a depth chart. We don't want to just have it out there for a day before we can actually address it. We'll just put the depth chart as it was last week, and then on Tuesday when Kirk addresses the media, we'll talk about the change to Padilla and why that needed to be done. Doesn't feel like that's going to happen, and that's baffling to me. I, I do, I'm trying to remember what the past changes have looked like. What The change from Jake Rudock to... C.J. Beathard took place before the season started, right? Yeah, there was, uh, there was and I won't get this exactly right because we're talking about seven years ago, but the uh, Beathard's dad, dad yes, who even right. came on our radio mm-hmm. show and, and talked about this, basically it was put out there that if, if C.J. doesn't know he's going to start, he's going somewhere else. Right. Now, this is before the transfer portal was so common, and no one transfers more than quarterbacks who think they should be starting. But it, uh, the fan base thought the change should be made, and the buzz always was that Rudock was a much better practice player than mm-hmm. C.J., but, uh, but some players are just better with the yeah. lights on, and that's, that's true in all sports and mm-hmm. it's been true since the beginning of time. Not everybody is a good practice player. Some people are better in the games and vice versa, and it seems to be the case with them. Now, the difference in that, of course, is Rudock did briefly play in the NFL and everything. He, he was a he far— He went to Michigan, and he was— a, he, Yeah, he started, he started from Michigan. Yeah. He was a far better quarterback uh, and more successful than Petrus. One of the things you're seeing, though, even yeah, but as... Yeah, the- was also probably better than Alex Padilla. Yes, oh, yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. And one of the things you're seeing as you, as you look at Brian Ferentz is, as uh, Scott Docterman and others have done, Scott Docterman with The Athletic, when you break down the Brian Ferentz numbers of being the offensive coordinator, like... Nate Stanley was so far beyond what we're seeing from Spencer Petras. I mean, it is as as wide a gulf as you can possibly get. You know, Stanley had like, I don't know, 70 touchdowns and 14 picks or something. Petras is almost even. And lately, he's had one touchdown pass against 10 interceptions and hasn't really struggled. It really, it. really struggling. And there's, as we've said, but when he came back in last year, it seemed like he was better after he made the switch back from yeah. Alex Padilla. Well, I mean, when he went to Alex Padilla, Padilla did not blow anybody away. I mean, first it seemed like he that was a, the right move to make. He was smart. By the time they switched back, we'd stop thinking that. Yeah, there are other problems here. The the uh, the offense. The line is bad. The running game's not there. The receivers are hurt. There's more than one thing, of course. But I think the, the most damning statistic, the in the last six games started by Spencer Petras, the Hawkeyes have not, in, in five of those six games, the Hawkeyes haven't scored more than seven points. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that, that seems like you can't even make that up. 
Yeah, so that would not include the Nebraska game last year where he played most of the game but didn't, didn't start. start. Yeah, because right, Alex Padilla right. was not playing well. You removed yeah, that. It's, it's, I, I get confused about which games he started and which games yeah. he he didn't. You know, the second half of last season was kind of funky. Up next on the Murph and Andy Show, more proof that football is by far and without a contender. America do. Tell them Murph sent you. It's Murph and Andy's Play of the Day, powered by Prairie Meadows. Wow. I'll tell you what, I've never seen Tito lose his cool like this. He is incensed. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. He's not allowing him to throw a warm-up pitch. Here comes Phil Nevin. Oh, he's throwing him out of the game. Have you ever seen no. both managers no. get thrown out without a pitch being thrown? No, that's crazy. Visit PrairieMeadows.com for information. It's fun. You can bet on. Uh, from the Angels-Guardians game, also something incredible that you may not have even heard uh, because football kind of swallows up everything uh, in its path. But Mike Trout homered in a seventh consecutive game. Wow. Wow. Had you not heard that? No. Had you heard I've been that? watching baseball, too, just not Mike yeah. Trout. No. Yeah, it's, again, Mike Trout, who's having one of the greatest careers in the history of baseball, and he just hit a home run in a game for the seventh consecutive time. And the Angels are three and four in those games. Yep, <laughs> Angels are three and four, and that doesn't even, uh, I'll bet it didn't even make the first block of any highlight show last night. I don't know. Maybe it did, but Not football. The NFL was on last night. It's crazy. Angels are 30 games out of first place. But, yeah, let's see if he can. Who holds the record for most consecutive home? Was it Ken Griffey? I know he, he got a, uh, I don't know. He got a streak going once that got, I think, to at least eight. I believe the record is nine consecutive games. So Trout's at seven. Uh, let's see. He's now one game shy of the record, the eight-game oh. mark, most recently reached by Ken Griffey Jr. There you go. All right. Well, um, Don Mattingly also had eight. Dale Long of the Pirates had eight in the 50s. I remember when Mattingly did it, it was like break into programming uh, toward the end of that, but that was a very different time for the baseball game. Uh, Monday Night Football sounded more big time last night. If you got a chance to watch it, I mean, whatever you think of the guys, when you tune in and you hear the voices of Joe Buck and Troy Aikman on Monday Night Football, it just sounds a little more like the Monday Night Football of our childhood. You know, the 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 big game, the important the important voices in the game. I'd kind of forgotten they were there. I tuned in. I. I'd forgotten they would be on Monday Night Football. We had a caller the first segment who was like, "Yeah, I turned that on. I had no idea that was even happening." I was like, "Yeah, it was. I mean, it was a story over the summer, but you know, you, I can see yeah. how you'd miss that. They got a lot of money, but yeah, that was kind of the big story is just how much money they got paid. It was in the St. Louis paper, which is why I noticed it and was reminded of it. Other other than that, I wouldn't have been. Joe Buck has had I don't know like his twelfth or thirteenth uh, hair transplant, which he's really <laughs> open about. Uh, he posted a picture this summer when he got more done, and his hair does look great. But man, that's a lot of money and a lot of pain, just because of your hair insecurity. My goodness, is the uh, well? I mean, now he's gone this far; he can't go back because it's going to keep falling out at other spots. So it's, it's not like there's a finish line on on this. If you want to keep it looking as good as well, his does, does. It, does, does it hang on there around the sides, around the, uh, around yeah, the yeah, edge yeah, there? Yeah, the, that, uh, that's the donor area. You, you, yeah, so that's not going to fall out there. You just cut it. You cut it out of there. Well, and then, and so he's had so many transplants. He's probably got on his head. He's got just like an evolution of hair transplants. 
Yeah, he does. Evolution of hair yeah. transplants. Well, they did this back in the 90s. They put a little like, tell tat stamps of the date. And I credit for being so open about it. Like, it, you can yeah. you can go to he's his... Self, pretty self-deprecating he guy. He is. He's a he good is. guy. You, you can go to his Twitter feed this summer and, and mm-hmm. just see a photo of him in the chair Getting the as, they're, as they're doing it. And it looks as painful as you might think it is. Uh, Geno Smith in that game, the Seahawks quarterback, seriously outplayed Russell Wilson, uh, the former Seahawks quarterback, booed in Seattle, and now making $256 million in Denver. Blitz, Homer, picked it up briefly, and Smith flips, wide open, caught, Disley, touchdown, what a start. Uh, Joe Buck on the call, courtesy of ESPN and ABC Sports, Monday Night Football. So, Andy, stats from stats. Game. In each of his last two starts, Geno Smith has had 20 or more completions, five or fewer incompletions, multiple touchdown passes, and no turnovers. No other quarterback in NFL history has done that in back-to-back starts. It goes back to wow. 1990 when yeah. they started following. Really good line. Yeah, that's an incredible line. Um, the the Broncos just had a terrible goal line offense, and, and you're right, what was called a, a, a good game. Of course, Russell Wilson has had trouble. He has. Near the goal line before. <laughs> Broncos let the clock melt on fourth and five. I think it was around a minute. There was. And they you're on the Manning cast, Peyton Manning's just he's, yelling at the TV. Called, trying to call a timeout. Timeout, timeout, timeout. Yeah, he's doing? a Broncos guy. He's yelling, you know, timeout, timeout, timeout. They and had then, three timeouts. Then we come to learn what uh, Coach Hackett has in mind. On fourth and five, he's going to let the clock melt as as all the way down so that the Broncos can try a 64-yard field goal to win it. From 64, McManus. Missed it. And the Seahawks are going to win this game. They did win it. And, you know, the number one comment from a lot of football analysts and followers was was some version of, I'm paying a guy $264 million. Um, I'm I'm not putting the game on uh, the foot of the kicker from 64 yards. All-time NFL, Andy, 64-yard field goals. Two for forty-one. That's the who, who's got the sixty-four yarders now. I, I know we talked about this last year, but I've already forgotten. I think a Broncos kicker does have one of them. <clears throat> Jason uh, Elam has a sixty-three yarder. I know that. Two two for forty-one all time one? from Matt Prater. Matt Prater uh, did it. Let's see. That's the only one I'm seeing right here, but. I believe it's two. I think there are two. To, it it was, does say two. Let me see if I can it was find Dem- it. Dempsey two. was 63, right? Yeah. Dempsey yeah, was 63, but that was, and that was at Tulane Stadium at sea level. With, ha- with half sea a level. foot. At sea level. The others have been in the mountains. Yeah, in the, in the air. But uh, it, he had it. was in Denver when he did it, yeah. McManus had enough leg. It just... He missed it. I mean, he just missed it. Another comment I saw a lot of was, did, did Denver think they were at home? <laughs> yeah. Because it may have made it. Although, you as you said, yeah. he seemed like he had enough leg. It was just wide left. These, these kickers are getting so good. It, but it they're is still not crazy. good from 64. That, that's crazy, though. I mean, they, they've advanced everything else. I mean, they're way faster than they used to be. I'm sure they jump higher than they used to be. But they've only improved on Tom Dempsey's field goal by a yard. 
in 50 years. It took a long time to get and that And only kicking it in the mountains. <laughs> Think about that. Shoes, the ball, the training, the field, everything. What did you decide on? Justin Tucker had a 66-yard field goal. That is the, the record. The, oh, jeez. Yes. Okay, so it's six, I forgot that that had happened. I, I, wow. I forgot so it's, it's two for 41 from 64 or beyond. Exactly. Okay. Yes. Good clarification there. Jeez. Uh, the Manning cast did return, as I mentioned. This is, if you're new to it, it's, it's Peyton and Eli basically just sitting in some version of their living rooms or man caves and just commenting on the game as it goes. And being brothers, they're just uh, constantly... Uh, ripping on each other and making fun of each other. But here's some of the Manning cast moments from last night. Hey, have you ever been personally booed? I think that's that's what that is. That's not like booing Denver. That is booing Russell Wilson personally. I, you. I know you have when you played against the Chargers. I don't think I have necessarily. I was personally booed. Peyton, I don't know what kind of reception you got back when you went to Indy. Did they boo? He was I don't cut. remember many boos. Yeah, that was different. <laughs> okay, thank you for pointing that out, E. It's the grease boards and it's the PowerPoints now at halftime. But uh, if they didn't have a grease board at halftime, could they use your forehead for that? Could they just draw some plays there up is. on that? There it is. Yeah. Been waiting again. Now, why couldn't they get you a helmet that fit you for all your years of glory? I like to that close. It'll okay. make it. Eli, he, he asked me. He asked me. I thought we were going to be asking the question. <laughs> I got uh, another question. What's bigger, your forehead hey, or John Elway's Joel, teeth? Joel, we got Shannon Sharp coming up in the fourth quarter, so we're going to let you go. Thank you, man. Uh, Joel McHale, McHale? Yeah. McHale. With, jeez, uh, what's bigger, your forehead or John Elway's teeth? That's kind of mean. Uh, the the forehead jokes just have reached year two. Yes. It, yeah, they've, they've been going on forever. Long that, time. To remember that Justin Tucker field goal, too, I'm just watching that, that hit. The bottom crossbar. And bounced over? And bounced over. Wow. That was... Somehow... Could not have been an inch farther and still made it. It it is interesting how, like, Dempsey was just so well-known and everyone knew, and the three of us here had somehow forgot the 66-yard field goal. Just happened last year? Yeah. uh, Was that to end a half, or was that to win the game? To win the game. Wow. That's why you would do it. Good gosh. 66 yards. So, uh, more, as we promised here, more signs, not that you uh, doubted it, that football is is king. Football is tops. CBS drew 17.4 million viewers for its noon window, which was highlighted by the Steelers-Bengals Sunday. That is the most-watched regional window for CBS since 1998. Um, the Sunday night game on... NBC featured Tom Brady and the Bucks taking on the Dallas Cowboys, and it had its best week one viewership in seven okay. years, an average of 25 million viewers, even though the game was, was never in doubt. It also had 1.65 million viewers streaming on Peacock, and that is a new Sunday night football record. Alabama beating Texas 20 to 19 Saturday in a, in a thriller. I, I, I didn't watch this game. I was kind of doing some stuff at the time but the uh in the the uh, bottom of Kinnick Stadium where the reporters gather the photographers and reporters were all gathered around a TV watching this it was definite tune in it, yeah, that that was the thing it was once you saw that oh Alabama's in a fight here yeah. everybody yep. flocked to watch that game uh so it it uh it was a big winner for Fox Sports but it was the most streamed game in the network's history 
In fact, it was the most streamed college football game in the network's history. It was the most streamed football game ever, including the NFL. Wow. So there's a couple things from that. One is, you know, Alabama, Texas, as you said, the game's in doubt and people are tuning in. And many of those people are tuning in on their phones because they're somewhere where they, they're not in front of the television. More streaming possibilities than ever. That's it. That's what you take away from that. It's just the... More and more people trying it, the understanding it. The growth of it. streaming. Yeah. You, you understand, when you see these numbers, you, you of course get why the media rights are just growing mm-hmm. and growing and the bidding continues because it's the way to get people to your streaming platform, or if you're NBC, Fox, ABC, CBS, it's the way to get people in this day and age to watch your station, watch your network. So the rights fees just go up and up and up. And even though baseball numbers, for the reasons they're making all these changes, is all the all the data shows less interest, less passion from most fans, a lot of tune-out for baseball. But the money coming into Major League Baseball mm-hmm. is growing more than ever because of streaming rights. So even even if it's not a huge audience, it's still a big deal. I mean, the NBA uh, is is more valuable property now because there's a lot more uh, viewers for NBA games than Major League Baseball. But hockey, which has a passionate kind of niche of the Big Four, Big Five, however you think of it, their streaming rights are going up and up and up too because you can you can get a particular group of fans. The difference with football is it's not a particular group of fans. It's basically everybody. Yeah. Don't you think last night's Emmys kind of proves that point? Like kind of hammers it home a little bit more. I forgot it, they were on until well, I saw the recap. This morning. I, I I didn't watch him, but just in, in in reading all about them and looking at the list of winners, there's so many networks now competing for these awards at so many shows and you know i don't i barely get a chance to watch television anymore other than than sports but i mean i haven't even heard of most of these shows some of the net some of the networks i've never even heard of or some of the places that they, the shows are made up i haven't heard of there's so many it used to be three networks i know and you knew most of the shows if not all of the shows but there's so many, such a scattershot now to have something that everybody's familiar with. And everybody, I mean, just having something that people are familiar with now is like half the battle, right? So you have all those sequels, all those recreated movies. Right. Uh, um, to have something that people already know and already like. Now, I mean, everybody loves it at the same degree, but they, you, you know that they, they like them. Mm-hmm. To have those kind of things, I mean, that's, that is, that's just never been more valuable than ever and and i would imagine the for the networks that the, the shows that you have that is that are a known commodity to the to the networks with like like 60 minutes for for cbs that's probably never been more valuable because you have a known commodity there it is something that can be new every week that you can't you know you can't line up a whole season of 60 minutes at once, right. have somebody sit down and stream it. It's something that's up to the minute. I mean, those those are the kind of things that are just invaluable right now. And, and sports fits into that. I mean, that's a, that's something that's all new. It does, and there still is confusion out there. I know um, the first week when Iowa State played SEMO on ESPN+, and it's not surprising. You know, I always picture my 
parents when they were struggling with the transition to streaming and so many channels and services. Mm-hmm. I heard uh, through our our uh, uh, sound off emails or through direct messages on my Facebook page, a couple of people on Twitter, and it. I would guess based on the messages I got that most of the people were older, mm-hmm. but they 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 just didn't understand. They were saying like I I. I know the Cyclones game is on ESPN, but I'm not seeing it. Or yeah. I know it's on ESPN, but I'm looking at the guide right now, and it, it doesn't show on ESPN, ESPN2, or ESPNU. Um, I have satellite. Which channel is th- this ESPN Plus on? Mm-hmm. Well, there's not a channel for ESPN Plus. And then you try to explain, how can there be no channel? And then, uh, well... Um, you got to get Roku TV, and then it's got a special remote control that just has a button that says ESPN Plus, and, and then you push that. Then I feel bad because I, you know, I am trying to explain. Well, it's it's streaming. It's basically like you're watching a website on your TV, yes, and then right. that leads to more questions. How do I get a website on my TV? <laughs> yeah, it's, you just you get a smart TV. That's that, once you just get that ball rolling, you get your smart TV, which just about every. Every TV sold now is yeah, smart TV. Right, right. Get that, and then you get, you know, ten steps in the right direction. Boy, it is. Uh, it's. But it's, it's still changed. confusing it's still about what up. to buy, what not to I buy. Know. I mean, you, it's yeah, basically it's, it's an a la carte yeah. service now, right? I mean, you and you you can patch together all these different. Uh, streaming services into your own kind of tailor-made thing and every time we start to like talk about canceling one of the services well but the kids watch you know the disney know. things on well, there right. and hey the, the new thor yeah. movies on disney plus great hey that's that's worth it right there and but, it's also a little yeah, confusing I mean, because it, yeah they have commercials on them so it's you're paying for a streaming service but yes. it's not like paying for netflix it's like paying for television and the, sort of. the streaming service is one of the reasons they're going to sports and live sporting events. Not only does it force like many subscribers to get it, like some Cyclone fans who are holding out have ESPN Plus by now probably, but then you you also have the factor of the streaming services. I just read a story in a, a, a broadcasting website this week. The, the streaming services, Netflix in particular, they have learned that a lot of people, when they hear about uh, a great show that their friends say they have to watch, they'll take the 30-day free trial, watch the show, and then cancel before the you know the 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 month is up or the two weeks are up or the week is up. So they're you know Netflix is one of many services trying to figure out how to keep people subscribed and maybe possibly add ads which they had resisted for a long time but they're it looks well, like they're moving people toward sharing the passwords and stuff but yeah. what, what they can also count in count on more than people watching for 30 days and then dumping them is people getting the free subscription forgetting all about it or just saying it's not worth going through the fine print and figuring out how to get out of this contract and then they just keep it forever yeah i've done that i've done that oh, with, yeah, with more than just streaming uh espn's is one more espn's college game day is off to its best two-week start in 12 years. So just all the... Despite all the crazy upsets that we've had that have probably demoralized a whole bunch of fan bases early on. Having Pat McAfee as part of that show was really smart yep. for them. That, that's He's smart. a young guy who's big yep. in this in this industry right now. Oh, yeah. And like the... the uh, uh, our boys that are in their twenties, they they love yes. Pat McAfee. He yeah, he's Lord of the Douches. Um, so he, that's a smart move. And they they have, I mean, they have to move away when they can 
from the legendary Lee Corso. Yeah, it's, it's it's gotten uncomfortable. It has. Yeah, he had it's a hard thing to watch a couple sometimes. Days, or a couple weeks ago, I think in week one, where I was like, oh, in a normal world, that would be perfect for audio drop of the day, but it's it's just sad when yeah, it's him. Yep. And you feel bad about it, and you also uh, you're touched by how all the hosts around him, Herb Street, they they all. You can tell they genuinely care and yes. love him, and they're very protective, sometimes even defensive, of of the criticism that they they need to. And they try to protect him on the air. You can tell they're there. they're trying to help him out while they're out there. They're picking their spots. Yes, they yeah, are. He, not not on that much. We'll come back with throwdowns on com for details. It's time for throwdowns on the Murph and Andy Show. Let's throw it down. Record in September under Matt Campbell, but with the Cyhawk win and a gimme game against Ohio, that's about to change. The Cyclones host Ohio and number 17 Baylor this month. What will their September record be this season? Oh, man. Um, hmm. <laughs> Baylor coming off tough loss. Don't even know who they've got this, this weekend. See them on the 24th. Uh, let's, I'm going to, boy, I got to see a little bit more right now. I'm going to say three and one. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go four and oh, um, you know, they're going to win this weekend. It's going to make the Cyclones three and oh, and Iowa state has not lost a home football game in conference in two years. And I, I think they can beat Baylor at home. So I, I think the Cyclones go four and oh in September and, they don't have that catchy Brocktober phrase anymore anyway, so we'll see what October brings. Come up with something for September in the meantime. Murph, the Packers lost badly to the Vikings Sunday. A year ago, they were blown out by the Saints in Week 1 before posting a 13-win season where Aaron Rodgers won the MVP. Should Packers fans relax or be worried about the rest of the season? Mostly relax because you have... Um, you have the MVP at the most important position in football, but I think there is some cause for concern because the entire preseason has been about needing more receivers. Now, Alan Lazard didn't play this weekend. There's a chance he steps up and becomes that primary target when he comes back, but uh, everything that Packer fans did worry about going into that first game did prove to be a problem. Uh, Rodgers was not able to get going. He didn't. He wasn't able to complete the usual passes that he does. So uh, mostly relax. It's only one game, but a little concern. <clears throat> I, I would say they need to be a little bit more concerned than that. I mean, Aaron Rodgers gets frustrated at his receivers. He was really frustrated in in this game. It, it'll help getting Aaron uh, getting Alan Lazard there, but Devontae Adams is that that's that that's going to hurt. And it's going to be a while before he can find who the next Devontae Adams is. He's always good at finding that next guy, but it, it takes a little while. And the defense didn't look good. I mean, that's a crazy game against the Vikings. Those fans want that game more than any other game on the whole schedule. But uh, that, was, uh, that was not a close game uh, on Sunday. That was, that was ugly. And, uh, so, and, and Aaron Rodgers is a year older, so there's more cause for concern this year. Andy? Is it okay to talk on the phone while you're in the bathroom? And I guess I mean more for the person you're talking to than the other people in the bathroom. Although you can take it either way. We're talking about a private bathroom here, a home bathroom. If if you're if you are yeah at a game like in like a public restroom, absolutely not. You cannot talk on the phone in the bathroom because then you got 
to everybody, it's disrespectful. If you're at home, it depends on how it happens. If you are sitting on the john yeah. and you make a call, <laughs> that's, you can't do that. that that's a foul. Um, if you are in a long conversation and you got to pee and you go in and then you, you know, you try it, you, you quietly kind of go aim it down the side of the bowl. So it's quiet. I, I get that. That I've been there. That happens. But if you are, if you initiate the call because you're trying to multitask while you're sitting on the John, uh, that's, that's over the line. Uh, at, at home, uh, absolutely. It might be the best time to make a call. You have complete focus. You're, you have quiet. You're, Except it, for it, the echo. It, if you're, <laughs> well, I do this so much, I've put soundproofing uh, <laughs> yeah. tiles up in, you, in our you, you put your face near the towel rack. <laughs> yeah. I've Dead turned it into sound. like a little recording studio because of the focus <laughs> that's possible in the bathroom. At home, absolutely, especially if you're alone. But uh, I got caught on RVTV this week in a public bathroom where I had to go. I couldn't wait anymore. I wandered in. I saw there was nobody in there. So I was at the urinal using the phone, and then somebody else walked in, and I knew right away, like, this is so douchey. I mean, I should not be on the phone. I got to make sure I don't do this again next time. Just, you know, wet my pants if necessary. That's but You can't be on the phone in a public bathroom. If other people are walking in, you absolutely can't be. And I I, 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 I saw a guy ask at the urinal, ask Ed Wilson for the weather forecast, and Ed gave him the weather forecast at the urinals at halftime of a high school football game in Indianola. So that's another one. No asking your local meteorologist for a forecast in the bathroom. A, I bet Ed loved it. B, I bet everybody else in the bathroom got some information out of that. My question for you guys, if I'm sitting on the toilet and you call me, do you want me to answer, or do you want me to just wait five minutes and call you back? Oh, no, I want you to answer. Oh, yeah, answer. No, we can't okay. see what you're doing. Don't answer on FaceTime. No, but you can tell, because, yeah, I won't answer yeah. on Facebook. The <laughs> yeah. echo. The, my it, wife catches me every day. She says, are you in the bathroom yeah, right now? If I yeah, hear you, you do want the me to not answer? EO, and there's an echo, <laughs> yeah, you're in trouble. <laughs> that's why you need to do what I do and, and put the you know the, the sound tiles up in your bathroom. I should that's, do that. That's the redesign. <laughs> Hour two, Trending Iowa, coming up next.